0: Dangling after dark with Dick Dangle, episode four eighty six, features guest host Dahlia D, yard sale free for all, and an interview with the incredible Angela Summers.
1: Warning: This show is only for adults who like sex.
0: <sighs>
1: Does your dick hang? No. Does it dangle? Oh my God, you sound
0: so tired too, holy fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I want to leave that in the opening or not. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 486 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host Dick Dangle, and joining me for this stupendous episode is the great goddess from the great white north, she is everything you could possibly want in a cam model and content creator and more, and trust me, I know, because I've caught part of her shows in the past, she is your poutine princess and your anti squirta from Alberta. she <laughs> That's your new thing. It's what you wanted. It is, Dahlia D. How are you doing, girl?
1: Oh! It's so good it's my favorite I'll take that over mistress of moisture any day
0: fine
1: I love it I'm not even from Alberta and I love it
0: (laughs) I wonder how many people are now using that that have heard this show that are from there or at least from Canada
1: I hope all of them all
0: of them okay
1: that should be a thing I
0: think so so uh, how have things (laughs) been going
1: Really good, super busy. I am right in the middle of completely rebranding all of my advertisements and everything. It's a nightmare, and I feel like I'm missing a lot of hair.
0: Uh I hear that. Why uh why the quote unquote rebrand?
1: Um, well, I've had the same kind of um thing going for the last like mm, six years or so. Okay. So I kind of want to just like do an overhaul. It's not really like me anymore. It's like this really cute like pinup kind of vibe. I don't know if you've seen like my branding on like social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's like polka dots and like cute like pinup colors and fonts and stuff. And I don't know. I think it's time to make it a little more sexy.
0: I gotcha. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling fucking miserably though. Why is that? Oh, I'm so bad at doing the sexy
0: thing. What? Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm, going to dis- <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, but I want to hear your reasoning on why you think you're bad at it.
1: Like I don't – how do I put this? I don't visualize like a sexy aesthetic. Like I go to like put together like a header for Pornhub, for example. I'm like, ooh, this would look sexy. And I put it together and it looks like a child's craft.
0: <laughs> okay. And I'm
1: like, oh, okay, not the vibe. So I like try again and I like rearrange some stuff and whatever. And it's like, I look like I'm advertising baby shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Dear listeners, be sure to check out my profiles in like a month or so and and be sure to comment on how sexy it all is because I'm going to have to work really hard. Yeah, I can- and then there's like the intrusive thoughts. And I'm like, what if I put a poo emoji right in the middle of it?
0: <laughs> yeah, see, that is my thing when it comes to me kind of presenting myself in a more um, – let's say adult and sophisticated sexual light because who I am as a person is energetic, uh, silly. And, you know, I have moments where I can present myself as like an alpha sexual human being, but most of the time it's, it's like bad sitcom comedy, Routine, That's it, you know and I feel that because I always want to have a professional photographer take like really good pictures of me where I'm not being silly you know I'm in a suit you know I'm standing by a window for no good reason or you know <laughs> is I, it
1: hot in here <laughs> am I just picturing this
0: <laughs> you know I'm sitting uh maybe with a, a drink in my hand and two beautiful women on either side of me you know just a to present that man's man ideal, that sophistication. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I, di- I just don't know.
1: I mean, I, I know that you could pull it off, but it is. It's like very different from like
0: you. Right.
1: You know, and I'm feeling right. the same way. Like, I, I, that's exactly the word I was looking for. I'm lacking that like sophistication. Like, I'm trying to go for, like, ooh, sexy, and it's coming across, like, I'm a goober.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I just embrace the goober.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's time to just, like, get rid of the goober, though. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it turns out.
0: Well, what you could do is maybe take two pictures that are very similar in like how you're facing the camera and maybe the contrast and shadow and have one be you being that sex beast of sophistication that you are. And, and the that, other
1: one is my face pressed up against the window.
0: Right. The other one is just like, you know, <laughs> just like <a> complete <laughs> goober.
1: The yin and the yang. Yeah.
0: So people know what they get when they come to you. Yeah. Yeah,
1: literally and figuratively.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done. I didn't even mean to do that on purpose.
1: Hey. So and like speaking of that, okay. Yeah. So you said that you had um, stopped by my cam shows. Was it just the one that that I knew that you were in, yes. or you've been lurking?
0: Yeah. I wish I had the time to lurk. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm waiting for either when I completely quit my job. Or uh, I end up in the hospital and I'm forced to stay home. And then I'll be able to watch more of your shows.
1: You should just quit your job so you can watch me. Okay.
0: At all times. Yeah, well, but it's going to make it difficult because there's going to be a point where I don't have any tokens to give you because I am not working.
1: That's okay. Okay. We have a saying in my chat room and it's like, you can either pay with tokens or you can pay with horrible dad jokes.
0: Ah, okay. That because those I are an accepted
1: do. form of currency is my yes. in my chat.
0: I could say things like, Man, this weather, it's drier than a popcorn fart out here. Holy smokes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. And then some. Yes. It's fantastic. Uh, I, but, <laughs> See, this is my problem. Yeah, no sophistication.
0: Exactly. Well, None. you definitely do not come to Dangle in After Dark with Dick Dangle for sophistication. This is true. But yeah. When you started the sentence as well there's a phrase I were I thought you were going to say in my country and then oh, no. and then make up something horrible.
1: That would be really funny though and I'm going to do that next time. Okay, yeah.
0: Just I think you need to do an entire cam show where you say, "Well, of course you know, there's a phrase in my country and then just make up whatever comes to the top of your head."
1: The funny thing is that like phrases in my country are ridiculous to begin with. Like what? Like heading to the Lickbow for a Mickey? <laughs>
0: What's the first word? I know I know what a Mickey is. What was what was a, a Lickbo?
1: So in Ontario, the um the liquor stores are run by the government. Okay. And so the um acronym for it it's uh the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Uh, so L C B O okay. So it's called that. the Lickbow.
0: Ah.
1: And a Mickey, for those of you who are listening, is just a small bottle of liquor. Yeah. I don't know what the comparative size is in the States.
0: Yeah, I don't know. What fake measurements you use up there for alcohol?
1: Like a Mickey is a bottle like the size of your hand. Oh, okay. And then you can get like a pocket Mickey, which is like half that size, and it's like got like three ounces in it.
0: Okay, I got you. Yeah, so the one that's the size of your hand, uh, we in America call that a shot. Um, <laughs> we are all raging alcoholics.
1: <laughs> no, seriously though, what would you what would you call
0: that? You know what? I actually don't know because those styles of bottles are the ones that at least in Pennsylvania, which is also run by the state, the liquor stores, they put those at the front of the store so they can't be stolen. They're still behind the counter, but the big bottles are out for everybody to steal. It's really weird.
1: Right, so you don't know what they're called cuz
0: No, as a thinning. yeah, a, as a nickname, I'm not sure. I'll find out for you.
1: Interesting. Like if you were like trying to send somebody to the store to pick up one of those bottles, what would you ask for?
0: I would honestly I'd probably just say a little bottle.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah.
0: Cause your your standard seven hundred and fifty ml bottle that's just a bottle.
1: Oh really? Yeah. That is so interesting. Not really. Well, I mean, we have like different names for all of it, right? Yeah. Well, you have So that would be a two six.
0: A two six? Okay.
1: Yeah, so we call that a 2-6, like, just like a regular standard size bottle of alcohol. I think that's 26 shots.
0: Ah, okay, I gotcha.
1: I think 26 ounces, yeah, so it's a 2-6. And then we have a Texas Mickey, which is like the giant bottle of ac- alcohol. Right. Right, those are like the huge, huge ones that are like gallons.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: And then a 2-4 is 24 beers. Damn, alcoholics might actually be like running Canada.
0: I think you're right.
1: Like all of our slang has to do with alcohol.
0: <laughs> alcohol and moose. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, alcohol and moose.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> In my country. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, they call uh I want to say a standard bottle is a fifth. Okay. Cuz it's, you know, a fifth of I guess. I've
1: heard people refer to like a bottle as a handle before too. How much is a handle?
0: Uh, I, that I would have to look up. I'm not under. Let, let's find oh my out. God. We'll find out together.
1: That's like an American thing though. Handle. We don't call it that here because that's okay. weird.
0: Here we go. A handle versus a fifth. A handle is 1.75 liters or 1,750 milliliters. So a fifth is. 750 milliliters or one fifth of a gallon. Okay. All right.
1: So a is like a big boy.
0: Yeah, a handle is I I don't want to remember today or tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Or probably the next week
0: and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> well, dear <laughs> listeners, let's get this back on track. With this episode, you have a little bit of Dolly Dee. You have a little bit of me. It's like a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll.
1: Wait, which one is which? I'm definitely not country.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you would have to be rock and roll, which means I'm going to have to be something that I loathe.
1: Oh no. That's okay. You can be rock and roll and I'll be trap.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's fine. I should say <laughs> I dislike country. I just like new country.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. Basically, as soon as all the cowboys started acting like bitches, I was out. Mm,
0: yeah, there that that's definitely part of it. Well, I don't know if anybody listening or you, Dolly D, has had the opportunity to watch. It's called Country Music, and it's a Ken Burns documentary, and they've been showing it on PBS here in Pittsburgh, or in the U.S. And uh, you can buy it on DVD, which I'm going to do, and they just basically cover the history of country music. And it is so beyond fascinating, and it really made me fall in love with country music up through... Basically the big country boom of the nineties, which I still like. There's still country artists that I like, but like up until like the 80s and and prior is like, man, that is some fantastic songwriting and music.
1: It's like country all went to shit once they invented the Ford (laughs) F-150.
0: Well, I think they actually kind of talk about it in the special where country and pop gets fused together and that that actually happened in the 70s and that's when that's when the songwriting machines that are currently making pop also make pop country it's it's fascinating but anyway see we're getting off road again so it like an (laughs) f-150 Where to do so you're gonna have a little bit of rock and roll a little bit of trap we're going to uh talk about uh just a couple things here before we get to a phenomenal interview with one of my favorite people on the planet the beautiful angela summers so you will hear that in the second half of the show we'll talk a little bit about it in the first half here towards the end and it's all gonna be good
1: Speaking of interviews, um, you know how the last episode uh, we had an interview with Karina Kova and I played the whole thing like super chill.
0: Uh, Right. (laughs) That's a word for it, right? Super chill. Super chill. Super sophisticated.
1: Super sophisticated. (laughs) Um, She may or may not have commented on one of my photos and been like, that's hot with a hot emoji. And I may or may not have peed my pants. (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay very nice
1: just saying just Uh, wanted to throw that out there
0: all right well i'm glad that i am somehow wrapped up in this pants peeing for you if i am i may not even because the episode you know will have been released fairly soon after we do this one so i feel
1: like it's a cycle with us Mm -hmm. it's like you interview someone that i'm really like madly infatuated with And then I gush about them for like an entire episode. And then they listen to that and they're like, oh, that poor girl. And (laughs) (laughs) so they like pity tweet me and then Uh, it like changes my entire existence. And then you interview somebody else that I'm obsessed with
0: and it just keeps rolling. Okay. Well, who are you obsessed with that I haven't talked to and I can reach out to them?
1: Oh, boy. I don't think you would interview this person.
0: Okay. That hurts, but go ahead
1: have you seen
0: so (laughs) let me get to a story (laughs) how dare you how dare you (laughs) I'm totally beeping out that name by the way and leaving the rest of this in but how dare you
1: (laughs) oh my god nobody's gonna know who I
0: said that's the reason I'm doing it because how dare you
1: oh You have to interview this person.
0: No, I don't. <sighs> that is one that the only way it'll get done is if they have PR and they reach out to me. That's it. All
1: right. I guess I'll have to go into PR.
0: That's right. <laughs> Well, in the next episode, we're going to talk about something that I may have to get into because I'm turning into somebody. Is what I'm saying. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, But that's the next episode. That's going to be a fun story for Dolly and myself to to uh, talk about. But the, what I wanted to get to in the first half here, with the ample amount of free time that I have in any given week, <laughs> I find myself struggling to find things to do because I do have so much free time. And what I decided to do is something that I do, I don't want to say every year, But fairly close. And what it is, is a gigantic 15-mile yard sale in northwestern Pennsylvania.
1: Ooh. I love yard sales.
0: uh, It is so much fun. And it has changed over the years. Now, because of shows like Storage Wars and American Pickers, it's really ruined the whole yard sale thing. And because this 15-mile sale was so popular for so long, it's gotten a bit lean over the last few years. But every once in a while, you could manage to find some stuff.
1: You got to really dig for the gems.
0: You do. But the fun part about it, and I realized this because I went with my best friend. And I love hanging out with a man. And we realized when it comes to yard sales, there are no rules. You no, can, you can drive like shit <laughs> you, can, you can walk into traffic and not care you could talk aggressively to people it doesn't matter because that our phrase was yard sale no rules that's all we kept saying because it just you find yourself getting angry at people and they're like oh hey, there's no rules so it doesn't matter oh my god yeah so you
1: you treat yard sales like the purge
0: you are 100 correct it is mad max for 15 miles
1: Okay, just like elbowing an old lady out of the way to get to the vintage sugar bowl. Oh.
0: Being more than happy to use extremely harsh and colorful language to people that I'll never see again, thankfully, with the window down and make an eye contact. It is fantastic. It that is, is beautiful. Oh,
1: what kinds of things get you like that heated? Like what are like scores at a yard sale for you? Obviously like
0: Playboy and old porn. Yeah, basically anything adult-oriented, anything music-oriented, and things that I could try and find for other people. Mm. Uh, One of my love languages is gift-giving. And I like to find things that other people may enjoy.
1: So you just don't like me at all is what you're saying?
0: Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) uh excuse me who got mailed a mama dangle knitted cap
1: i know as soon as i said that as soon as the words came out of my mouth (laughs) i was like actually mama dangle loves me
0: oh okay yeah she knows your address anyway
1: yeah yeah it's
0: fine (laughs) well to be honest i don't know the finer points of what you like because you really don't post anything like that on your twitter Tell no, me I'm wrong. Tell me I I'm don't. wrong. Yeah. See?
1: Although I did post today because I added a bunch of slutty outfits to my Amazon wish list. Okay. And I was like, daddies. <laughs> All
0: right, fine. So you just put the call out to Dick <laughs> Dangle. You just basically put me on point to buy something from your Amazon account.
1: Uh, no, I'm just I'm kidding. No, you're not.
0: Okay. No, you're not. Stop. But you
1: did say that gifts are your love language. I'm just saying I hence just don't feel getting, very loved.
0: Tent you getting
1: Mama Dangle Dick. loves me clearly because she gave me a gift.
0: <laughs> you got Dick Dangle swag?
1: It's true. I actually get so many comments on the Dick Dangle. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Did I tell you about the person who okay. said they were going to call my boss?
0: <laughs> you did not.
1: So, I was wearing um the Keep Common Dangle on t-shirt. Okay. And I was oot in a boot. Okay. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a fucking bitch. Okay. And <laughs> in public, like, I very much stand my ground and I have no issues, like, calling somebody out if they do something stupid. Okay. And in this situation, I can't remember exactly what it was, but, like, somebody had, like, not put their cart in the return and just, like, pushed it towards cars kind of thing. And I was like, wow, great job putting your cart back. That was excellent. I'm, I'm really glad that you're so considerate <laughs> to all the other people around you. That's fantastic. Okay. And it's like Karen is like – she goes off and she's like nah, – nah, 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 and I turn around to walk away and it's, <laughs> it's got the website on the back.
0: Oh, right.
1: Yeah. And she's like, oh, real smart to be wearing a work shirt when you're making fun of elderly people in public. I'll be talking to your boss about that. And I'm like, okay, you should.
0: Yeah. So make sure you get you the spelling get... right on the website. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I'm going to give that person a what for, what the hell is this?
1: Yeah. Shout out, Karen. Hi <laughs>
0: <laughs> That that makes me wonder. I might have to go into the contact me and see if it's in there.
1: Oh my gosh. I really hope so. Just like a furious message from someone who thinks that we give a fuck. It's great.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely, you know, emoji back a middle finger. I for- so,
1: okay, so you were at the yard sale with your best friend, who is not your penis, correct?
0: Correct. It is my actual... Just
1: double-checking, because uh, you men, best you know, friend, human my bestie, best and it's always your May dick.
0: I tell you about my best friend. Yeah. So... But, but by the way, with the Karen B. Lake, uh, thank you very much for reaching out to me. I appreciate you taking the time to address any issues that you may have with a former or current employee. (laughs) I've taken the matter into consideration, and you can go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) Please. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll have to look. So, yeah, I am going through this. What is becoming a very lean yard sale. But I'm still finding things. And the fun thing about, once again, yard sale, no rules, is you can just say stuff to try and elicit a reaction from somebody. And the one thing, there was a box of adult Halloween costume pieces. And they were still in the plastic. They were brand new. Okay. And the two things on top was an old woman wig so it was kind of like black and gray and then an emo woman wig which it had like the cut where it kind of goes diagonal off the eyes towards the ear so it kind of covers the face a little bit you know stuff like that and i'm I'm walking with uh, my best friend these there's two gentlemen in front of us and i'm like hey do you need a whore wig and the one just turned around because he was like, "Who says that?" You know. <laughs> and, my, and my friend's like, "No, I'm all cut up. I'm good." I'm like, "All right, just making sure. Like, this is how this day is gonna go."
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Can you imagine the porn that you could make with those two wigs, though?
0: Thought about getting it. Not gonna.
1: I've got the ideas just rolling. Yeah. The emo and the grandma.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a horrible uh, cop show. But, oh my uh, god! It the, Does. What I ended up finding was. Better than that? Better than that. I I found an old school Playboy Club shot glass. What? Yeah, my guess is probably from the 70s. And a number of years ago, I found two uh, matte black Playboy Club mugs. Damn. And I'm like, man, you never see it. And you could just tell by the logo what it is. And they had the shot glass for 50 cents. So I'm like, sure.
1: Will you take 25 for this? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I hate talking people down. Every once in a while I will when I know they are talking shit like the people on the TV shows do.
1: Oh, my God. I'm the exact – I always, always, always bring people down from their original price. Yeah. Like, really, really, Brenda? You think this fucking – 30 year old couch is worth $300. I don't think so. I will give you $150 and you can actually give me $30 to put it in my truck and take it away because it kind of smells like your ass, Brenda.
0: (laughs) Oh, you Karen and Brenda's up.
1: Oh, it's me. It's me. That's what I do every time.
0: (laughs) So I go to another sale. I pick up a couple of records, not nothing crazy, but on the table, I saw some old Playboy calendars and oh my God, yeah, I asked how much they were and we, we came to a price, but uh, the one is from 1965, wow, 1966, 69 and 70.
1: Can we just take a moment to admire the gonads on a man who sells his used Playboy calendars at a yard sale? Well, they weren't
0: his. He was, de- I think, once again, this is probably a storage unit purchase find because the guy was probably in his 30s. So they're definitely not his. They could be. Well, I mean, he could have collected them and now he's reselling them.
1: Maybe they're like passed on.
0: That is very possible
1: for generations.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so I literally, I get a, I have a lineage of semen. I can create my own family via swab from this calendar. (laughs) Yeah, You're welcome. So the other thing they had on the table, which I had never seen before, and this is kind of the thrill of the chase for me. Uh Hang in there. They are Playboy greeting cards. What? Yeah, and they are from, according to the Roman numerals on the inside, 1975. And it has uh, some of the artwork and cartoons from the actual magazine on the front. And then you open it up and it says something. So the one has a Playboy, bl- Playboy Blunny, a Playboy Bunny, uh, very... Sexy drawing on the front, and it says, Be my. And you open it up, and it says, Anytime instead of Valentine. Get it? Oh
1: my God, that's so clever.
0: (laughs) When I'm with you, my (laughs) conscience hurts a little. Let's open it up, but the rest of me sure feels good. (laughs) so so it's things like that so uh there were four greeting cards so i got those
1: oh that's beautiful but how do you find this shit i have like i don't think i've ever seen anything playboy related at any yard sale i've ever been to but you just stroll up to one and you're like oh (laughs) all of the merch
0: i have that energy you know some people find like they have patterns in their life where the same they see the same cars, they see the same animals, they see the same something. For me, it's adult. I have a radar for it. And because I've seen so much of it, I kind of know what to look for, even if it's just by shape and color.
1: Oh my God, that is hilarious. Yeah. It just stands out to you.
0: Yeah, oh, 100%.
1: That's so funny. I guess you could say you have, like, big dick energy.
0: <laughs> right. I I have pervdar. <laughs> But the big find.
1: That's not the big find?
0: That is not the big find.
1: Oh, my God, Dick, you've been holding
0: out. That's why I save the best for last, baby, every time. Oh, my God. I originally saw this two years ago. Okay. And I remember my best friend, his wife was with us on that trip, and myself, making jokes about this item. So we go past the same place, and the guy still had it two years later. I'm like, all right, now I just got to buy it. I'm supposed to have this. It is, and I will send you a picture of it, sweet Dahlia. Oh, my God. No! Boy, you got that quick. So what it is, is a mannequin form. It is a female form, and it is basically the torso. There's no head, no arms, no legs. Perfect. And it's pretty tall. It probably stands 30 inches tall and it is hollow plastic, but the female form is rather statuesque. Damn. And, uh, I didn't even talk the guy down. I'm just like, I'm just going to buy it from you. And when I grabbed it off the hook that it was on, there were two people in line. The woman, it was probably man and wife. The woman just kind of like, you know, you, you sent somebody behind you. So you turn around to look And she sees me standing there with this naked lady torso. That's beautiful. And she literally does that look. (laughs) And I just smile at her.
1: I'm like, what?
0: Boobs. Yeah. I mean, what man wouldn't want this? You know? So the husband and this guy are haggling about whatever piece of shit he wants to buy. So they step off to the left a little bit, and I make eye contact with the seller. I literally just hand him the money. He's like, oh, thanks. And I went, yep, got my date for tonight. And the (gasps) woman was like, (laughs) (laughs) what?
1: Oh, God, that's even better, too. And listeners, you can't quite see it, but I'm sure Dick will post a picture of it at some point. But the titties on this thing are very realistic. It even has, like, nipples.
0: It does, and that's why I like it. And it's a dual purpose, because one... I may paint it, make it some kind of really cool art installation piece where, you know, it's it's black, but I got paint splattered over it or something like that. I don't know yet, but it, totally. But the fun- can I Go ahead, please.
1: Can I ruin your life for a quick second though?
0: You do every time we record. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I love that. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Oh, I'm glad. Um, on your little mannequin, the collarbones kind of look like angry eyebrows. <laughs> and now you're not gonna be able to unsee it. Oh,
0: but that's fine because I have a thing for clavicles. Okay. So that you just pointed out something that I really didn't notice. So now that gives me something else to jizz on.
1: Nice. Yeah, totally. Well, they're angry eyebrow clavicles.
0: So
1: <sighs> and compared or combined with the nipples on these beautiful breasts. They do look like angry eyes.
0: Uh, don't. Now come that I'm looking
1: at it, it looks like the whole manicum body is like. Mah.
0: Don't come on my tits. Yeah. <laughs> don't you dare. The great part about this thing.
1: Oh, that's not the great part. Okay.
0: In a recent episode, I talked with the beautiful Sydney Page about an incredible sex doll that she sent me. Okay. Her name is Aurora, and sadly we have not had our first date yet, but I know what's coming. This thing is like a car cover for that doll.
1: Oh my god. Yes. That's so funny.
0: Yeah, it's almost the same identical side, except the doll has bigger breasts.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Wait, what is your doll made of?
0: Oh, it's it's high end.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I'll send you a picture of that too.
1: <laughs> oh my god. So now Aurora and Barry need to have a date.
0: <laughs> Barry.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah we'll
0: make that happen. Is, is that what I call my penis? I, you, is, that <laughs> no. you, is that what you call my penis?
1: So, Barry is my sex doll.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. I knew yeah, I Yeah, she's so my homemade
1: familiar. sex mannequin. That's right. So now him and Aurora can go on a date and fall in love.
0: Oh, there's no doubt that Barry is going to fall in love with Aurora. Be beautiful. I mean, he can go Greek on her. Yeah, Yeah, cause the, because both holes are open, baby.
1: Yeah, he's not used to that.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Golly, don't do butt stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it was a great trip all around. Remember, folks, yard sales, no rules.
1: I'm seriously going to, like, go to yard sales right now, and I'm going to, like, put on, like, mosh music, and I'm just going to spin kick people out of the way.
0: Yeah, as long as it's, like, a community sale where there's a lot of people in one place, a lot of traffic, feel free, because that is the tone.
1: That's beautiful. I'm still so going to do it. And I'm going to tell everybody you said I could.
0: Oh, yeah, just be like, hey, Dick Dangle said it. Yard sale, no rules. And, yeah. they, and quite honestly, if they got angry at you and then you said that, they'd be like, no, ah, no, nah, nah, she's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Just go and bow somebody in the jaw over twenty year old earrings and be like, "Dick Dangle said I
0: could." That's right. no rules. That's right. <laughs> when you say it aggressively like that, it's even better. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah,
1: yeah. You got to kind of like flex a little bit when you do it too. Like you know when you like when you like flex on someone like you're about to like punch them, but you're not actually.
0: Right, right.
1: You got to do that. Like in the rules. Yeah. <laughs> With your fist cocked a little. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: throat> Why are you flinching, bitch? To yard yeah.
1: <laughs> pussy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a coffee mug. Uh! Sorry, <laughs> I'm kind of kind of getting into it now. Not
2: even a dad, but I want the number one dad mug. That's right. Don't tell the rules.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh! Yeah, you're buying shit for no good reason other than to say that <laughs> phrase. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So, it's
1: happening. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that.
0: Yes. So, because the interview we have is so long. We're going to end the first half of the show right here.
1: Hell yeah.
0: So I'm excited about this interview. Yes, I was able to interview the incredible Angela Summers from Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Thank you very much to Rick's Cabaret for the opportunity to hang out, be with good people. They take care of Dick Dangle and have interviews there and just be uber professional and friendly. Love the staff there. Love the management there. Good times.
1: That should be their, like, tagline from now on. We take care of Dick.
0: Ooh, that, that's, that's actually not a bad one. Eh? Eh? I'll talk to him. <laughs> I'll be there in I a couple credit. weeks. Okay. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. They have a great lineup coming up through the end of the years. There's one that, sadly, I'm going to miss that I would love to interview because I'm actually taking a vacation at some point. <laughs> right? Who saw that coming? But uh, yeah, but everybody else is fair game, so it's going to be a good time. But anyway,
1: amazing Rick's cabaret, dear listeners, go and check it out.
0: That's right. Get some I,
1: booty in your face.
0: You get just, just right there. You can just. <laughs> <and> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to interview Angela Summers four times before. This is our fifth interview, and we are at a place where it is truly a conversation. I have asked just about every question I could possibly ask of So she's like
1: a dick veteran?
0: Oh, she is more (laughs) than a dick veteran, yes. (laughs) I managed to find a couple things to talk about, but it truly ended up just being a cool conversation. The fun thing about it is she is a huge Star Wars fan. Really? Yes. Like, crazy like if you look at the where am i from on her twitter it says dagobah
1: <gasps> come on i'm already in love yes you should stop it dick i can't have crushes on any more women yes. This is <laughs> becoming a problem
0: <laughs> and uh, i was looking for something to get her that was different you know because in knowing that she likes Star Wars. I was actually looking for interesting things at the yard sale and everything was beyond overpriced for their moldy, wet pieces of shit that said Star Wars on it. So, what I decided to do was buy some material and have the lovely Mama Dangle sew me a blanket of Star Wars. And she, like, freaked. It was so cute.
1: That is cute.
0: So now she has a one-of-a-kind Mama Dangle Blanket.
1: Oh, my God. Oh. Yes, you'll
0: get one. Christ.
1: I'm so jealous, but if mine could be, like, Lord of the Rings,
0: that would be really cool. If I could find the material. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings. Man, that's nerd.
1: You know what's I love girls that are into, like, a very specific, like, nerd fandom. I know that's, like, weird, but, yeah. like, when you find out that, like, a stripper really loves Star Wars... It just I don't know, it warms the cocks of my heart.
0: Oh, okay. Makes sense. They have oh. a they have a passion.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like, oh, you little nerd. <laughs> you little nerd with your cute little pussy.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> that pristine butthole.
0: Oh uh, little nerd. She was there. I didn't have a chance to get a dance from her. Beautiful. Oh, damn it. But anyway. Talked, had a fun conversation with Angela Summers. We cover a couple of things, including some artwork that she is a part of, and it was just a lot of fun. We were lucky enough to actually get the interview in because a horrible storm passed through our area, and it was real shoddy when it came to electricity so it was nice that we were able to get the interview done and i'm so happy that we did and uh i love her to pieces and she's a good friend and i know that the energy that i am speaking to her will be picked up by the listeners who hear it
1: that's so exciting let's get to it
0: yes so here is the interview with angela summers thank you one and all For listening to this episode, please take care of yourselves and the people around you pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Angela Summers, like Dahlia D and all of the incredible performers that you've heard on this show throughout its history. And I think Dahlia D needs to tell us where she can be found so you know where to go.
1: I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Oh, okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: everybody can find me at dahlia d.com dot com.
0: find something that feeds your soul do it as often as you possibly can and hold on to it dearly through thick and thin go to a yard sale bust some heads and find some sex and of course
1: dangle on
0: uh, I I don't know what that was. That <laughs> was it was like Caw-caw.
1: I said dangle on, but it was so close to. The mic.
0: <laughs> See, that was your chance to say it sexily close to the microphone. But no, you're like, can I take your order, please? You know, like, I think
1: we've established that I lack sophistication. Well, well, then let's
0: try it. Give us your best and dangle on right now. <laughs> just just sex it up. Make it hot. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. All right. And dangle on. See, that was very good. (laughs) Did that feel good? Did that feel right? No. No?
1: (laughs) Mm. Don't worry. Dick will be coming back.
2: Hi there. This is Annabelle Peaks. And you're listening to Danglin' After Dark with Dick Dangle.
1: Mm, He's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the pervert nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle.
0: Are you ready for your overly flattering introduction? Yes, sir. Okay. Welcome back to Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. I'm your host, Dick Dangle, and I'm at Rick's Cabaret in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. And my next guest has been on the show a number of times over the years, and I will keep having her on as long as she is willing. Why? Well, she's a penthouse pet An award winning feature dancer, an incredible representative of the adult community, a lover of Star Wars, and one of the most beautiful women on the planet, inside and out. Whatever capacity you find her in, she never disappoints. Give it up once again for the outstanding and astounding Angela Summers. How are you doing?
2: I'm very good, especially after that intro.
0: <laughs> if you want me to do it before your feature oh, show, please. just let me know. Please.
2: We need to write this down. That's the best intro. Yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so like we always do before we get started, please tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media.
2: Ah, oh, Okay. You can find me on Instagram at official Angela Summers mm-hmm. and that's Summers with an O, as I always say. Um, and also I have a website, AngelaSummers.com and I have a Twitter Yes. And my Twitter is Real Ange Summers. Yes. Yeah. So those, those are the ones that I'm on mostly. I'm starting a loyal fans and stuff, but we're getting into that.
0: So okay. Yeah,
2: I'll, be, I'll be doing that soon.
0: Very nice. And I'll post out
2: on you know, Twitter about it and stuff. So yeah. if you want to follow me on Twitter, then you'll get to see all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah. I saw you actually post uh, wearing some of the, the loyal fans merchandise. And I'm glad to hear you're going there. I love the people on that platform.
2: Yeah. But, I like them the most. Yeah. I don't want to set them against anyone else saying, right. but I like them the most right now. So i yeah. had, you know, other companies and now I kind of want to sway towards them mm-hmm. because I met the owners and everybody and they're just rad. The team is great. So I'm like, I'll have yeah. fun working with them. Yeah.
0: And Anastasia Pierce is yes. part of that group in a way. So. Yeah. she's yeah. actually
2: a dear friend of mine. Yeah. and. We'd done a lot of films together. Some of my best fetish films were done with her. Yeah. So that was all good memories. So yeah, Yeah. it's nice to be working with her now, kind of behind the scenes. Like she's, you know, doing work for them, for loyal fans, and also producing a little bit, but Mm -hmm. not as much.
0: I met her for the first time at Exotica Chicago in April, and I actually had. A DVD cover that you had signed for me back before I even started the podcast. Ooh. And she was on it with you and I took it to her and she was like, I already signed it. I'm like, no, that's, that's yeah, <laughs> Angela's, yeah, Angela's autograph. Yeah, she's yeah, like, Holy smokes. Yeah. It was kinda, she is so sweet.
2: She's wonderful. She's one of my yeah. dear friends. So yeah. yeah. She's wonderful.
0: So before we actually started this interview, some crazy weather rolled through the Pittsburgh and Western Pennsylvania area major storms and it was pretty hairy there for a little bit and the first thing I thought of as I was driving in through it was I know you do drive to feature engagements have you ever had to go through some super gnarly weather be it rain or snow or anything like that
2: absolutely it's usually rain Mm. uh the snow has happened um i'm kind of still waiting for a tornado that's Mm. what i really want to see on the road because i've driven through (laughs) the middle of the country and i'm still waiting for that tornado what i have not seen yet but i have the most is the rain that's the hardest for me because i get really panicked because it just comes down so fast but everybody Mm. else pulls over on the side of the road to, like, wait it out. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm going to get through it. <laughs> I got this. And I just plow through and freak out. Because if you pass the cloud, you're good. So just keep driving. So, right. yeah. yeah, I always hit rain, like, at least four times, like, throughout my drive. Depending yeah. Or, yeah, where I'm going. So,
0: oh, wow. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been worse because everyone usually has that one story we're like oh i spun off the road oh god no yeah okay. no i go
2: slow i'm a pretty safe driver so okay i thank god no spinning off roads i try to check my tires before i leave and all that fun stuff.
0: oh so wow pretty you, responsible yes you are yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time that we talked about a year ago you were studying you were in school may i ask like a dad how are things going
2: Yes, daddy. So <laughs> <laughs> it is going well. It's actually starting again. Uh, school starts up September 5th. So uh-huh. I, this is my last feature before school starts. Oh, okay. So I'm excited because I got to feature throughout the summer. And a lot, like I said, I always say like the, the clubs that work with me through my you know, school is just amazing. So like when, will, when are you free? Right which is not the way this industry works. It's like we have we are the entertainers. We have to be available for parties or whatever the club needs. But like it changed around completely. Like most clubs were like you're in nursing school. What do you need? Wow. It was so like, so now I've been able to feature, which is great. Like mm. not even just on the summertime, but also sometimes while I'm in school Yeah. because people will just, like this is the only weekend I have. And they're like, we got you. We want you. So it's, this is kind of like how Rick's has been because mm. they know me and they're like, you know what, what works for you if you can't do this day or that day? So I'm so glad that I was able to come and do this. Yeah. You know, they've been super, like super nice with the schedule and stuff and super accommodating.
0: Yeah. You continue to feature dance and create content as you split time with your scholastic endeavors. I'm sure there are times when you wish you had more time and energy to put into the adult career, but you have done such a great job in building a supportive fan base and a club reputation. Do you separate the job from club friends and fan friends as you tour or is it so blended that the comfort is now built into it? Because I'm sure you frequent the same clubs often and Mm -hmm. it is truly just a family Mm -hmm. that you're involved with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've gotten very comfortable with all the clubs that I work with.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: some fans are new and some have been coming around for years and I'm happy to see them again. And they'll follow me sometimes, or if I'm in their town. And it, to me, it, it's all the same at this point, I guess. You're right, like because I've done obviously production and you know content for websites and mm. um, and also for big name companies and also you know featuring. It all blends together because the, the fans, you know, they're all awesome and they're the same. Yeah. And when they can, they, the way they choose to contact me is some want to show up in person, which would be like at a feature, mm. and some want to just contact me online you know, through my websites or through email. And so that's great. And yeah, everyone's been wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wish I had, yes, I wish I had more time. I think we talked about this last time yeah. about splitting time because school, like medical school takes up all of your time. But I know it's something that's, it's, it's not going to be forever. Like once right. I'm done, I can go back to enjoying, you know, adult. Yeah. I already know that. I know my adult side. I've been doing it for a long time. But it doesn't mix at okay. all. So I have to do school and that school and then i have to shut that off and then i can do my adult work yeah and you know do that so i wish i had more time but there's only so much time to go around right that's the sad part right so yeah
0: is there a danger in being too comfortable in going through this routine of going to the same clubs because i think for some people that may become just kind of rote and you just kind of not I don't say it gets boring, no. but you, you get so comfortable that you don't evolve as a performer. Do you f- ever feel that danger?
2: I feel that when I, I have felt that in the past, mm. and usually what I do then is either create a new costume,
0: okay,
2: or learn a new trick or something. Like if I haven't been doing a lot of pole and I've been kind of, or I haven't been doing, you know, I'm doing the same fire moves or I've been doing the same thing that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. If I feel bored with my show, it doesn't matter. Like I, people tell me they're like. Well, they don't know that. They've only seen it one time, most people. I'm like, but if I'm bored with it, right. it's not going to come across well on stage. Mm-hmm. So I challenge myself when I feel like feeling stagnant. I wouldn't say bored, I guess, but when I'm feeling stagnant. yeah. So I'll get a new costume or create some little new routines or something, you know, create a new show. Or the best way to be creative for me was um, to do a competition. Oh, okay. Whenever I did a competition, it would always cost me money because it cost us money to do competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would it would spark my creativity like tenfold. Yeah. I would get so competitive in a good way and like, like get ripped, like work out crazy, come up with a new costume, a new show, new theme, learn new stuff. And it was the best for me. It was the best motivation. Yeah. But I can't really put that much effort in because of school for a competition. Right. And they happen to happen during my school times. But if they were to happen during the summer, then... So I'm have to wait till school's <laughs> over till I can do a competition again. Yeah. But it's the most, the most, the most for me, the most drive comes from the competition. Mm-hmm. And then I take that like throughout my, my features, yeah. like on the road, I'll take that, co- that, that costume, that show that I created, and then I'll take it on the road after, yeah. whether I win or not. Right. You know, it was just, yeah.
0: You have reached five interviews with me. So I, 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 I there was more, well, we've met each other at this point. Probably eight times back before I was even podcasting. No, I was, it was watching you as a feature.
2: It was more than that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it was only five and eight now.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, you're, say so.
2: you know, you're, you have the number, you have the...
0: Yeah, your, your first interview is so far back, it was episode 115, and I'm closing in on 500. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thank you very much. It, the interview and in that episode is so old that no one can listen to it because it's been chopped off. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Apple will right. only allow so many on their platform. Aww. Yeah, right. so... What's your number
2: 500. Uh,
0: What's that? Who's your number five hundred? I haven't decided yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll see. I may actually end up just doing something. But you know what? I'm not going to say because I want the listeners uh-huh. to be surprised. Okay, there you go. Yeah,
2: or you can start like a like a poll, Let's see if
0: them. No, gonna... oh, no. Yeah, it <laughs> might. Good. I'm
2: ask the listeners who they want to see for a number. That's Oh, gonna
0: be that's tough. Yeah, because there's so many like yourself, right. amazing right. people <laughs> that I've interviewed over the years. Now. When it comes to your social media, your Twitter has really taken off since the last time we saw each other growing from 54,000 to 127,000 followers. I mean, that is awesome. What did you change to have such a big growth over a year?
2: I think just the OnlyFans. Mm, okay. I think I was on, I was, I've been on OnlyFans, so that really helps people. That's like the new thing. Mm. You know, I I I think it's just getting on board with the newest like you know social media platform or whatever, and that you mm. know that usually perks it up. I'm I'm really bad at because when I started there wasn't I'm not gonna age myself here, but <laughs> but there really was no Instagram. There was no so we when it, when when we did social media we would just post our day or whatever. It was just basically that, and that got us followers. Mm. You know, and now you kind of need some sort of other thing. I don't know, like like an OnlyFans or a some sort of platform that's pushing it for you. Like it's mm. just overwhelming. There's so many people using these platforms that it's like, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't really try to figure it out as much anymore as I used to. I'm just yeah. like, Hey, it's working. Okay, good. Right. You know, I still, you know, post out and stuff. And mm.
0: while doing some research on you for this interview, I looked at Angela and saw that your website has 12,473 photos Three hundred and fifteen movies and twenty three models. That is a crazy amount of content. And to be honest, history. There's a lot of history oh, in, in, in you. what you created. Do you ever look back at the content that you create and and reminisce about certain days or certain performers like like you do Coming to clubs and, and conventions and dance competitions. Oh, yeah, competitions. absolutely. Yeah.
2: I have so much, like, so many good stories. Like, even just coming here, I'm like, remember that time when we did this show? And this <laughs> happened, and we did this here? And, like, like the Star Wars show I was talking about that mm-hmm. I did here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, looking at my website, if I if I look through the content, I, I have just, a lot of that stuff was from when I first started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, not aging myself, but I've been doing this for a little while. And so I'm really proud of a lot of the content because I produced it myself. Mm-hmm. So all of that content is mine. I, I shot it. Either it was a trade with somebody or I shot it myself. And I we would do big productions, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So I would, you know, rent a studio and have like girls come and we, everyone would get paid. Everyone would be happy and we'd all have sex and have a great time, mm-hmm. you know? And we'd have like the, the fetish industry was the best because we would have really cool scripts like like in-depth scripts, like playing characters. Yeah. So that, that was fun. So that kind of content is just really fun to look back at. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still shooting some stuff. So yeah, not for my website as much, but more so for um, just some other companies and also like loyal fans coming up will be and that kind of stuff. So
0: my last interview from Rick's was with a lovely Michelle Lynn and I told her about the peeled the documentary trading cards that she is on and that you are on as well. Have you had a chance to see them?
2: I did. Okay. Um, I actually signed a few for them. They sent me... I
0: have some for you to sign as oh, well. Oh, of course. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. The ones that they picked were great. Uh, they, um, the One of the, the two people who own it, um, mm. they sent me the cards, and they're like, hey, can you sign a few of these? So, oh, yeah, and I got nice. to keep a few for myself, too. So, yeah, they're very pretty.
0: Yeah. Is it difficult for you... To not go crazy with what you can put your name and likeness on, either as a representative for a company or just on your own when you're trying to do merchandise. Because I have put out so much of my own merchandise with my logo on it. It it is truly overwhelming when you think of what you can do. Do you do that or is it more of a just I'm going to show up? Eight by tens and keep it so, kind of simple. I have
2: everyone's doing like stickers now; these or, cute stickers, like like cartoon characters of themselves. Yes, I think that's cute. Yeah. so I want to do that. But the whole t-shirts and the koozies and the keychains—I don't know. I always felt like strange making that for myself because I feel like that's it's it's like I don't know. I don't make my own mm. keychains and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I feel weird. Like I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Like, I feel, like, too humble to do it. I don't know if that's, like, a Hmm. thing. But it's not a a bad thing. I just feel like, why would would they want a koozie of me or something? Or, like, how about a picture or, like, a movie? Or, you know, (sighs) I get the pictures, the movies, the magazines, like, stuff like that. But I'm like, is someone really going to, like, walk around with, like, a beer koozie with Angela Summers on it? I don't know.
0: I was (laughs) (laughs) hoping. First off, yes. (laughs) I I was hoping that the way this weekend would work out, you could actually come to the studio and we do just a very laid-back interview, and and you could see the studio. It is a room that is completely filled with adult souvenir stuff oh, nice. koozies and all that okay. kind of stuff so
2: people do, i mean I'm i wonder if they really sell like do they do people want them okay the and sticker thing is cute though that is very that. cute. that's cute yeah
0: i have found that if you keep it safe for work
2: uh it's better right because then the guys can put it up if they have a wife or someone or fam- family or they're at work yeah and they're like i can't put that up right
0: yeah, I was talking, I can't remember who it was with, uh, I had an interview, and she put out two calendars, and one was a safer work, one was the non-safer oh, work, and the safer work outsold it right. by amazing amount. Right,
2: right, right, I get that, oh, yeah. ah, there you go, I'll make a safer work sticker. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it because it's really cute. All the features are doing it. So, yes, "Mm
0: -hmm." I I think you should make a calendar. Um, I
2: used to have calendars back in the day. And then they kind of went the wayward when, you know, phones came out with their calendar apps and stuff. And then now it seems I see it coming back. Like these calendars, people are using calendars again, Mm -hmm. like print ones. I'm like, wow, okay. (laughs) I remember back in the day where it was, they didn't even print. Like it was not like uh, you had to, it was a was big money to put to be put on a calendar, like because right. they had to pay a lot of money, and now it can be just printed as oh, order, yeah. like as order printed. But back then, yeah, they had to order a certain amount, yep, you know, and so they had to pay a lot of money. If you were a calendar cover girl, it was like a huge deal, just like magazines worked, yep. you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. just just a That's thought. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> you have also been highlighted once again in the works of Lorenzo Sperlonga. In his latest book, Muses. And I mean, he gave you a whole section.
2: He did. I know. I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. I, I was
0: going to say, have you so seen it? literally, it so I have it right here. Oh, you have it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Awesome. So you went to Comic-Con? Did you go uh,
0: I actually uh, did his Kickstarter. Oh
2: Okay. Okay. So yeah. they finally came out. Oops. Yeah. So he has some um, for us, obviously, too. But he yeah. wanted to finish the Kickstarter. Yeah. So now I'm, like,
0: super excited. Yeah. So you can because... see where I put the, the post-it note where you're at.
2: Am I signing this
0: for you? Uh, of course uh, you are signing it. Come on yes. now. Oh, yeah. There we are.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, he, he's... This is... On, he also, he shoots these pictures too. And that, then he paints. But.
0: Yeah. That's so, actually... Because I, right. I was lucky enough to interview him. And uh, he talked about this book. And he was going to do it a little bit different. Where he showed the photography before the drawing and some of the build-in. Right. And I was thrilled. Because I didn't know his process. And now to see that like oh he's amazing
2: right that's what i love about him is that he 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 shoots it and then he paints it yeah so he's the one he doesn't just take random photos and and which is fine but like it makes it even more like personal right that he actually shot it he has the idea he shoots it and then he paints it
0: yeah yeah he he does amazing work
2: oh i have this one up in my house the Venus and the Moon. Oh, okay. I have this one up in my house. Happy Hour. The
0: the original. Uh, the original. Yeah. Artwork. Okay. He gave us the
2: originals, um, and then this one's up in my house too. The America, wow. Captain America, and I believe I'm going to have another one. This one I have as okay. well, which I haven't put up yet. But All yeah, right. he gives me the the prints. Oh,
0: that's amazing. Yeah,
2: the the painting. So yeah.
0: And I like the fact that you actually hang them up.
2: Oh yeah, they're beautiful. I'm yeah. like I'm flattered that he paints me. It's always, a, it's an honor to be painted by him because he yes. really, not only is he one of the sweetest guys, um, he's also an amazing artist. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, not everybody's like that. So we're just, we we're, we're friends. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're friends. He's a really cool, cool guy.
0: Yes. To me, it feels like there's a bit of a resurgence in the feature dancing circuit, both for adult performers and competitive features. Do you feel the same way?
2: I do. I have seen it grow Mm -hmm. for sure. We have a lot of new dancers coming in and new competitors coming in and they're good. They're really good, which there was like a lull for a while, you know, because I was still um, going to all the EDI competitions and Mm -hmm. whenever I could, I would maybe judge or something. I wasn't always competing, but I was there and present and uh, I didn't see for a while. It was kind of dead. It was just the same like four or five girls and then now there's... And then we had some new girls coming in, but they just didn't get it, and they weren't that great. Mm-hmm. And now we're having real competitive uh, features coming in. The adult yeah. industry side, I don't really know as much because I haven't been filming in mainstream very True. much because right. of school and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how that's going. But, I mean, I see them being nominated for the Exotic Dancer Awards mm-hmm. uh, along with the entertainers. So there's, they're being now they're being nominated together for, like, Entertainer of the Year... Um, the porn stars and the feature entertainers, the showgirls, because yeah. they're considered one one pile now, one, one kind of, you know, one company. Yeah. So that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I like to see it. I was surprised. I think a lot of people thought things like adult conventions and feature dancing and things like that would kind of go by the wayside after the pandemic because everything just went online and you could make it a lot more personal. Right. But it's nice to see that everything has really taken off.
2: I also see though that it's like an ebb and flow kind of like you'll see like a few years where everybody only does online and you Mm -hmm. think it's over and then no one's going to want to see live entertainment and then it goes people get sick of that and they want something they want to be back to live entertainment so then that starts blowing up. I don't know if it's like every five years or every six years but there's some sort of flow that happens where all of a sudden everybody wants to see live entertainment and then everybody wants to just be online i think everyone got sick during the pandemic of being online agreed and they wanted to go out so there was a huge boost in Mm -hmm. the strip club industry yeah especially for features because everybody just wanted something live yeah so so cooped up and over it so i think it's just human nature for us to want what we can't have, you know, or we get sick of things sometimes and we want something new. So I don't think it's ever going to be completely like online. We're not going to, for a while we were afraid of that. Right. A lot of the performers were like, wow, okay. We saw a huge decrease in the strip club industry, you know? And especially when everything first like became huge social media and online and like, and the tube sites and all that stuff and the selling content. Cause I was, you know, obviously a a Mm. subscription site owner. Right. And we, all our stuff was stolen online. So we're like, yeah, a lot of stuff got stolen off our sites. Oh, On wow. these tube sites. And people oh, steal. right, right, right. Yep. So we were just like, just the internet became this like, thing where it was just like, we couldn't produce anything new and nobody wanted anything new. They just wanted to. So it was just, yeah. But, um, but I, think it's, I think it's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely coming back for live entertainment.
0: And I also think that when it comes to things uh, either being stolen for tube sites or people putting things out, that can be used on tube sites, it's all been the same. Right. So now people are willing to pay a little bit of extra money right. to either go get to a club new. or get something new. Or, like, sure. the
2: biggest one of my biggest money makers always was customs. Yes. You know, and it was like the guys just wanted something that they wanted specifically, and mm-hmm. to have that made—that's like a thing. Not just in the adult industry, but it's also like uh, like a lot of um, famous people are doing it. Was it called cameo? Oh yes. Right, where you have like a custom like, uh, you know, message to mm-hmm. the fan, and so it, everything's like custom now. So I, you see how it's like not like um, people get sick of seeing the same thing. They want something different. They want something more personal. Right. You know, and there's something, honestly, there's something more personal than seeing someone in person, like mm-hmm. seeing, you know, the, the performer there or live or watching a live show. Yeah. So I don't think that's ever going to die. It's just going to have its days. Yeah. It has, it's weeks, it's
0: months, it's years. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You have quite the experience being a model performer, cam model, content creator, feature dancer, and more. How do you feel that you've evolved over your career in any of those disciplines, but also as a person?
2: So, huh. Okay, that's a really good question. How I've evolved. Everyone's uh, what? After, after in,
0: five interviews, I got a good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how, how I've evolved as a person um, because of the adult industry or everything that I've done? Basically, yeah, just adult everything. Industry. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm definitely, it, it changes your, your, your mindset for sure, especially the longer you're in it. So if you've been in it for 10 years or five, five years, 10 years, 20 years it does change your mindset because you definitely think differently than the average person because you've been exposed to different things. So mm-hmm. like your sexuality, you're more open with your sexuality. You're more free to like speak, mm-hmm. you know, dirtier and naughtier and realize it's not normal, but like <laughs> you don't quite notice. That. So I've, I've come out of the industry mostly because I'm in school and that was a huge ch- game changer for me. Because I had been in the industry, and that's all I knew. All my friends, everything I did, my whole work every day was, it was adult industry. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I have to curb my mouth. You yeah. know, I'm in a hospital now, Correct. working in a hospital <laughs> with normals. <laughs> the normals. <laughs> normies, you know, the normies. <laughs> civilians. The, uh, civilians, yeah. as we call them. And I had to, like, curb So So that, that's the hard part, though, because you kind of want to go back into normal land at one point. Yeah. Um, but it sucks. You don't want to be in normal because it's boring, right? So that's why we do adult. But, um, but other than that's for me has been a change. So I've definitely noticed how my brain had evolved over the years as an adult performer, but I noticed it only when I switched into like normal land, as I call it. Then I noticed how far I had, had literally, this was my reality. It was a completely different reality. So I think every girl goes through that at some point, every performer will go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, when they, tra- if, if, and when they transition out, everybody touches out at one point, but right. you know, um, I did a little sooner because mm. of school, but yeah. So it's just that, that definitely is a, a, a funky switch that you're just like, wow, okay. Normal land. Right. You know, it's just so strange. Like, isn't everyone's life like this?
0: <laughs> right. That's how you feel every
2: day. Cause your, your, your life is like that. And you're like, no, no, people don't live their lives like that. Right. You know, it's like.
0: Yeah, it's different for me just because I have that adult sense of humor because I've worked with the adult industry for so long that it's just kind of there. And sometimes a joke will slip out in regular conversation like, oh, you're the wrong people for this. Right. You know, I'm way too comfortable with my language.
2: (laughs) And even like, even with, I've noticed the feature, like the strip club industry and the feature performers, Mm -hmm. they're not used to the way porn stars talk agreed so that has been and, and you would think it's all the same everyone's like but porn stars are like they'll say all the words you Correct. know and I was li- I was for seven years I that was my life so my potty mouth uh, <laughs> you know, which I like it's fun it was normal for me and like but I had to curb it also right. you know because also dancers aren't they're not accustomed to that kind of language And so freely speaking about sex in that way. Right. So that is interesting. That was an interesting uh, dynamic that I saw as well between the porn stars and, uh, and like the, the dancers, the, the, the the strippers or the features, Mm -hmm. you know, that those two worlds are, are, starkly different, you know, socially.
0: Yeah. So, but I would actually think going into nursing, And being comfortable with the language of adult may serve you well because there may be a point where you have to have an uncomfortable conversation. Right. And you can actually have that conversation without having that, oh, you know, you're trying to be delicate. You'd be like, no, here it is.
2: No, yeah, here it is. This is it. You know, this is what's going to happen. Or also, like, we're just more comfortable in general with like bodies. Yeah. Because we wouldn't get into adult and porn if we didn't like bodies or we were afraid of bodily fluids or whatnot. So a lot of girls in the adult industry, I feel they go into. The medical industry and like, like, uh, first line care, you know, like, uh, mm. nursing or because we like bodies and we're, you know, we're okay with all that, Yeah, you know, so I don't know hmm. if there's a connection with that.
0: But. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you know, every time you're on here, I like to go through social media posts and see if you have anything interesting that I can ask you questions about. Okay. So I got two. Okay. Let's okay. see what you have. Okay. Okay. The first one is actually a repost from Anastasia Pierce. Mm -hmm. And he said, What do you, or she said, What do you do with your friends? We enjoy a nice hike in nature. And it was her, yourself, and Christina Carter. Mm -hmm. And she also said, We do a lot of brainstorming. So in this picture it's you flashing yes during a hike
2: yes we all took our tops off
0: it doesn't sound like much <laughs> brainstorming happened.
2: <laughs> well, she was being you know okay. sarcastic i, I and was cute. wondering yeah <laughs> she was being cute we were just going on a hike we went um i was in town uh-huh. and uh so i we went to the valley of fire it's called, mm, okay. it's like a spiritual place in Vegas. Okay. So we were in town for work and we decided we were going to go for this hike. And of course we're all porn stars. So right. what do porn stars do? They get <laughs> naked. So right. we just took our tops off. Let's take topless pictures. <laughs> Let's post it online. So that was what happened. There was no brainstorming. It was our brains. Mm. Yeah. You're two the, big yeah, brains. Our two <laughs> brains. We, were just, we were just being cute. We were just being cute.
0: <laughs> Is that an activity that you like to do? You know, what do you actually do when you just go out and either you know maybe it's for exercise, but what do you do to just kind of disconnect?
2: I do. uh, I like nature walks. Mm -hmm. I do. I like green and trees and stuff. So I I I like being in New York. I'm living in New York now. Oh, okay. Yeah, as well as uh, I'm still in San Diego a little bit, Um, but it's just I got a little tired of the dryness in California. It's very desert. Okay, and I like being back in New York because I can go upstate and it's really beautiful, the trees and it's green, and that's where I grew up. Okay, so I like nature walks, but when I do come back down to California, I like you know going into the desert and mm. all that fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say going to the desert, you have to be very careful as a performer on any level, be it a feature dancer or, you know, actually filming porn because you can get burned so quickly. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, we just, we'd be careful. Okay. <laughs> we put on lots of sunscreen. Um, we weren't shooting that day. We were just having some fun, but I okay. have shot in the desert before oh. and it's, it's brutal.
0: I, I can't even imagine. It's just not fun. Yeah.
2: It's just, it was, it was great cause it looks great. Uh, on film but yeah. that's it and then you're like okay i did it now i need to like jump in a pool somewhere and just die so, <laughs> right yeah and all the critters the scorpions and stuff oh. and like oh there is some stuff in
0: yeah and in you, Nevada that
2: yeah you pulled your
0: <laughs> boobies out around scorpions you're a braver person no, than did. i am
2: yeah there were some critters <laughs> out there
0: <laughs> the last one i want to ask you about this one is uh personal i guess you could say On Instagram, you wrote, While I was in Connecticut for an event this weekend, I was blocks away from my stripper birthplace, and of course I had to stop by. Formerly named Beamer's Cafe, it's now under new ownership as Gallery Stanford, at Gallery Stanford. And it's really beautifully redone. I'm not going to lie, though. I miss the old interior and those Christmas lights on fake ferns and those beat-up leather couches that I learned to seduce so many men on. I walked up these steps, because you were in front of the place, 19 years ago and changed my life forever. Thank you for being family, Beamer's Cafe. I miss you guys. Along the same lines as a question I asked you earlier, do you find yourself getting sentimental as you continue career, your career when it comes to things like that? Like, you know, Rick's was once blush and, mm-hmm. you know, this club has now changed, but that was like the first one. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself, like, I'm sure absolutely. it's kind of softened a bit in your brain as well, but absolutely. you just kind of go, oh,
2: Oh, absolutely. That's why I went back, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I went back actually... During the pandemic, because I was in town okay. and they were closed because of the pandemic, but they still had the Beamers uh, Cafe sign on the uh, on the, the 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 building. Yeah. So I was like, oh wow, and I went into the back where I used to park and everything, and and then when I came back once they finally reopened, they had changed it to the Galleria and stuff like that and changed the sign. But I was happy yeah. that I got to even see the old sign. Yeah. Because I hadn't been back in so long in so many years. But absolutely, like, I wished it had still had the same interior, because <laughs> so much went down in that club. <laughs> like, so, I was 21 years old okay. when I started, and I love that club because they were there for me for everything, personal issues oh,
0: okay. that had happened.
2: They were my, they were literally my family. They stepped in to help me. I was young. I dated the wrong people, like, things, mm. and they were there for me. They bent over backwards for me, and, like, they weren't just family. They actually did stuff. They. They watched out for their dancers.
0: Oh, that's nice. And
2: I, whenever I see a club like that now, I'm like, they're freaking awesome. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Like, a club that watches out for the girls, like, they're people, not just employees. Yeah. Like, we have crazy lives. You know, a lot of people who get into this industry don't have the best past. That's the truth. Not yeah. everybody, but... You know, it, that's a truth. And so we need to watch out for each other more yes. so. The girls need to do it. The, the manager, everybody needs to watch out for each other because we just live in a very, it's not normal land. So we have to watch out more. Yeah. But people don't. They just treat it like a regular job with an employee. And then it's not, it's not as safe as other jobs. We don't, we're not protected sometimes. We have to be careful. Mm-hmm. And it just has to be treated differently. Just, yeah. That's just logically. So I felt that, that, that they had protected me and helped me. A lot when I was young and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was completely alone. <laughs> and I was 21 and dumb and having a great time. And they, <laughs> they were my brothers, yeah. you know, and they helped me out. So,
0: What was the first thing you learned in seducing men? My guess is eye contact because... You crush that game. Oh, thank you. For as long as I've <laughs> known you, it was, was that the first thing of just like really drawing them in, or was there another lesson where you're like, "Oh, I gotta," this this is gonna tr- treat oh, wow. me well. Wow,
2: I'm gonna have to think back. This is a hard one because <laughs> that's a while ago. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I I feel like being a stripper was like always something I wanted to do. Like it just came naturally to me. I was like way too young, not naming it the number, but super <laughs> young, and I would run around naked and. So much so that my sister was like, you need to be a stripper. Like, oh, you know? wow. And okay. we were young. And she she got me this book called The S Factor. It was like a workout book. Okay. And it was a stripper workout book. It was a big thing back in like the 90s. I'm going to
0: have to look that up. That's Yeah, The S
2: Factor. I looked it up. I tried to find it. I don't know. If you can find it, then let me know. I, I will get you but one. She bought okay. me this book. Where we were super young. And she's like, this is so for you because you're going to be a stripper. And I'm like, I didn't even know what a stripper was. I was so young. Yeah. you know. but I think naturally I just knew like it worked for me. I loved just being that sex pot and that icon and, or, and I just, I don't know if I, what I learned I, I don't I really can't tell you like I yeah. think I would like to say it was just innate like I just was like that so I just came this way this was the package and I, I already had all my tricks so but I, I, I know there was a learning process that's why I said that I just don't I can't recall yeah, yeah I can't recall <laughs> I feel like I've always been this way yeah you know
0: when you have a chance to think about it we'll I read will, it yes. in your memoir I'm well, gonna
2: have to think about that I have to relive go back into the past and relive
0: yeah along <laughs> uh, the same lines I'm sure the strip club game has changed immensely during your time on stage what are the good changes that you've noticed over the years and what are some things that you think could still be improved upon
2: um so there's a structure to the strip club industry i feel that is pretty it's a very simple structure and if it's followed then everyone's good okay it's it's just and when i see people deviate from that and start either playing favorites or hiring, like, just their family or friends they know. And not actually treating it in that structure of, like, it is a business. Mm. You know, people's safety are on the line. It's supposed to be for fun as well. This is just entertainment. Right. That's where it stops. There are other things for the other stuff. So, keeping it that, like, keeping it clean and keeping it fun yeah. for everyone, I think, is important. And I think the only time I ever see, like, things going bad or when it's bad management. Yeah. Because, like, either the club owner is not aware, or they're not on site, or they're not around a lot, or they've hired their best friend, right. you know, and that always goes <laughs> down to shit, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, I think when it's just treated as a business, and people are treated like people, and and people and they don't get involved in, in, like, too much of the party atmosphere of it yeah. while working, I think that's the best way. Everyone can party after. We're all fun people. We don't get into this unless we're, you know, fun people. But, yeah. like, not during... Like, you have to not party too much or at all, pretty much, when yeah. you're working, you yeah. know? And so that, I think, is just a hard thing to learn because it's so much fun. You get involved, you know, people on all sides, management, you know, owner, everybody, the girls, it's like, oh, we just drink and, and this and that. And then it, it, and then it becomes, like, unhealthy or yeah. bad, you know? And that's when I see, like, clubs not not doing so well. Yeah. When that, everything goes down. And then. then, oh, they're not, like, they're allowing things to go on like it with customers sometimes with certain girls and not others or like okay so let's say there's a club that's a little naughtier than others right but like the girls come in it's not promoted that way they're coming in to dance as Mm. a performer now every guy in the town knows that that club is good for this right and now the other girls can't make money right right? because they come in and the guys are like well you're gonna do this right and we're like no no it's not what I do. I came here to just entertain you this way. Yeah. So that kind of, and then, and then it turns everything around. Like it just brings the club down completely. Correct. It's not. So I think that, that not regulating that stuff too, you know, um, and not just keeping it inter- fun, good, fun, clean entertainment, yeah. you know, uh, that I think can, can cause problems.
0: Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been coming to clubs long enough, but right. I can definitely agree with that. So my last question is, with all the knowledge that you've accumulated, what advice would you give someone new who wants to be a stripper, dancer, in a club, what advice would you give them to start?
2: Um, to start, don't drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> don't do drugs. Right, right. <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't, don't drink too much. Um, watch your drinks if you are drinking. Um, Ooh, and also... Right. Right, that's for safety, because I'm going to go I'm mommy at the moment. i right. mommy, and I'm not a mom yet, right, I'm right. not. And maybe I'll have a baby sometime, but not now. But I feel like a lot of my younger girlfriends, are I mommy them a lot mm. if I see them doing something stupid. So um, I am in mommy mode for that reason. Mm. But um, I think also that girls forget that they're entertaining, and they're not just hanging out. So mm. the guys come here, they want to be entertained. They don't want you to dance on stage, they want you to be nice to them when you come over, when they don't hound them don't like be like hey you want to dance with me no <laughs> don't get nasty right. you know they're not here to be get for you to get nasty at them you yeah. know you're there to be an entertainer and be exciting be sweet be listen be a good listener you know and yeah. and just be nice and if you don't like somebody you don't have to dance with them You can walk away pleasantly. You can say, sorry, no thank you, and walk away. No one is forcing you. No club ever. That is not the way they work. There is nobody who forces anyone to dance. You can go all night if you want and not dance. Yeah. you got to be out on the floor. Right. But legally, no one can make you do a a lap dance if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. So you choose. You literally can choose with whatever guy that you want. If you don't like somebody, don't give them hell. Just go away.
0: That is something I actually thought of because... If someone is coming up to you and they want to dance from you and you don't feel right about that situation, literally all you have to say is they just called me to the stage, right. to the dressing room, because they're not paying well, I gotta attention. Go yeah. I
2: got go I got to go pee, yeah. you know, and I don't come back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, depending
0: I, on the guy that's asking I, you, yeah, you got like, to be careful with that.
2: I'm like, no, it was a really long pee. Yeah, no, yeah. I got to go again, by the way. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, people are usually nice. And yeah. just come in there to decompress. And you're an entertainer. That's unprofessional. If you yeah. hound people or make them feel like they owe you money or whatnot. You can, and I always there's like a rule too. It's like, I think it's like three song minimum. If someone doesn't want to dance within the three songs that you've been talking with them, yeah, kindly, you know, excuse yourself. And say that if, you know, they want you later, you'll be on the stage or this or that. It's like two to three song minimum. So you don't waste your whole night talking to somebody. And then you're bitter when they're like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't here for any dances. Yeah. But I really enjoyed talking to you. Right. And then you're like, oh, crap, man. Yeah. I just wasted an hour and I got to make rent, you know. Right. And then you're like not doing good business. Yeah. So I think having in your mind like, to be able to listen, which comes with the time, with the territory, if you're a dancer, you'll start to hear the songs. Yeah. So you can have a conversation and still know, okay, there's been three songs. I probably should ask him if he wants to dance. Right. And if he doesn't, then move on. You know, and that worked for me when I was a dancer. I I haven't house danced in a long time. Mm. I've been just doing porn and and, and, uh, featuring for years. (laughs) Oh, just that. Just porn and featuring. (laughs) Right. But uh, it's been years, but I know all the, I know my friends are all dancers and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. And I do frequent strip clubs sometimes on my off time to enjoy women myself. Okay.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Once again. An absolute pleasure to see you. I can't believe you haven't gotten sick of me yet. No,
2: I love Sitting you. here and do these questions. Year. It's
0: I'm stunned. Honestly. I feel
2: like it's been a year. Yeah.
0: One more time before I let you go, tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media.
2: Okie dokie. You can follow me. You can find me and follow me on Twitter. And that is real Ange Summers, Summers with an O. And then also Instagram, which is official Angela Summers. Official Angela, the whole thing out. Official mm. Angela Summers. Um, and that's on Instagram. Those are my two big ones that I still talk on and you know, respond to fans mm. and stuff. All right. So yeah.
0: And look for you in the not-too-distant future on loyal fans.
2: Yes. So, obviously, if you follow me on these social media platforms, I will post out when and all that fun stuff. Mostly Twitter because they don't get mad at me if I post out stuff. Right. Because I got shut down like five times on Instagram back during the pandemic because I posted out for OnlyFans.
0: Oh. So, there's certain
2: things. But Twitter is is really comfortable with that. They let us post. Yeah. So, I'll probably post out about my loyal fan opening uh, on Twitter. Very which nice. is uh official angela summers yes
0: yes well once again absolute pleasure can't wait to see you on thank stage you. show. oh i'm absolutely to stay for the show awesome. but uh i'm sure i'll bother you for a sixth time next year
2: oh please do <laughs> please do i'll be here
0: All i will right. be
2: here and i will see you right. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs>